0: everybody, welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons. We missed you last week. We didn't have a show last week, but uh, hello and welcome back. Now that we got all that Blizzard stuff out of our system, we can move on with what matters in life, and that is the progression of our Dungeons and Dragons characters, all right? So stay with us, won't you? And listen to what we have to say about all of this. Before we get too far, though, uh, the brand new dad amongst us has some news about our friends over at Phoenixpearlt.com. John, what's breaking? What's happening?
1: Hey everybody, it's an exciting time here to be a tea fan. Uh, We got big tea news coming at you at the beginning of TWBD. Uh, So we've talked about it a little bit. Uh, Some of the old flavors of teas are going away, and we're introducing new flavors. And today is the big day. If you go to phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD, the new blends are there. Uh, And so we just want to go over them real quick these are the ones that are still there so if you liked these they're not going away they're there you can still pick up hope's retribution you can still pick up pixie blush which is going to be very important to people as i understand Mm. Uh, and you can still pick up m fighter fuel tournament edition those are sticking around however we have new teas and that includes stanley billings diplomacy which is a peaches and cream black tea i've had it it's delicious and I wish I had more of it. Uh, so that's, that's where we're at on that. And it's not just because it's after my character. It is, but it isn't. Uh, we also have the Wasteland Masala Chai, which is a smoky, grungy Masala Chai tea. And based on our new campaign, we have Dover's Delight, which is a cinnamon breakfast black tea, which sounds amazing, and I want to try it, and I haven't yet, but... It sounds great. We also have Varel's Heroes Feast, which is a hearty, fruity medley. And those are the new teas that are up there. Now, we still have two more that are coming. We'll let you know when they get there. We still have one based on Nash Maggard. Mm. Uh, and we still have one based on the Underdark. So those are on the way. But if you go to phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD, you can check all these out. The new teas, the remaining teas... Enjoy
0: all the teas. You will not be low tea if you head on over to phoenixpearltea dot com and grab your favorite today. Okay, excellent stuff. We're going to throw it over to Kyle now while we catch up on what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons.
2: We advance to our unknown point in time where our party finds themselves in a darkened room with a single light hovering above them. A voice rings
3: out. Windkeeper. I guess what happened. At the skull Keep.
4: Oh yes. There was a skull. And it was a resort. It wasn't really a castle. They said there were things underground. There was a mirror with a talking man. He had a head, but his head was flying around. That we had to kill that. We wished him rest when we left. There was a a it cast fireball. There were zombies cutting bushes and they would fix the carpet unless you 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 scared them or something? And then they yell. Oh my goodness, they'd yell. Uh, uh, Splinterbelt, what would they yell?
0: They yelled, oh, shite. They yelled this. Nope, that's not it. Hold on.
4: <laughs> no, they no, ye- no, yeah. It was here something it is. What? Yeah! There it is. Yeah, Splinterbelt's yeah, got it. They would do that and, 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 <laughs> yeah. It was crazy, but we beat the skull. It vomited black ooze or something, and then we left.
3: And why did you not take the meal? into custody. Uh,
4: It was with a crazy ghost man. I don't want a ghost man haunting wherever I live.
3: You are aware that the guild dispels and controls animated sentient objects.
4: Well, it's still there if the guild wants it.
2: And we we dissolve. We dissolve. Back to the current point in time. You all left the Skull Keep Riding in the carriage. Withers did not join you for the trip back. It was just Aegis driving the cart. Well, in this case, the fancy carriage owned by the Withers family. You returned to town and things progressed quite normal for a time. You did your quests. You hung out at the guild. You all went to your various homes, temples, schools in the meantime. And that's where we find ourselves today. The normal work week has progressed at the guild You've taken under some various quests, but we're going to go a little individual today, starting with Ko. Ko, you are dropping off a bag of Dark Mantles, two Dark Mantles. In fact, your party slew them on one of their quests and you all have been compensated and paid. In fact, you'll see on your character sheets that I've already put the pay of the week's work into your character sheets, which is a nice feature of D&D Beyond that I can just kind of update things for you guys. Is that new? I didn't know that was a
0: thing. I, had no oh, idea. Yeah, I can
2: I can jump in there, add gold, minus gold, steal all your riches if I want. I didn't, but I could if I wanted to. Can
0: you can you give me an armor class of thirty eight? I that, could. Okay. If I so chose. All right. <laughs> okay.
2: Not so. You, you all have. <laughs> so in, in summation, you all have gained 500, 580 gold over the past week of work. But we're gonna go over that week a little bit and see what happened inside of it. So, Ko, you're dropping off the bag of dark mantles, this sort of net bag you have, two dark mantles inside, slain at the front desk with Cassius. And as you're turning them in, receiving your pay and preparing to divvy it up for the group, a figure appears behind you, a large figure looming over you and blocking the light over the desk.
1: All right, turn around, see who this figure is. You turn around,
2: and there is a large red dragonborn behind you. He holds a vicious looking axe that comes to two points on the back end with the front blade diving deep along the staff that holds the great axe. He is without, uh, he's got sort of a scale male kilt on of sorts, and that is being held up by a scale male sort of wrap that goes around his chest. And he stands there looking down at you over his nose, not really leaning over at all to meet your height. Uh, how, how tall are you as a satyr?
1: As uh, Ko's pretty short. He's about five foot four.
2: Okay, so we got about a foot and a half on you, on this dragonborn. And he gives a little snort while he looks at you. And in a deep voice, he says, You're Co." Right.
1: Ah, yes, uh, that I am. I see my reputation precedes me. Hmm. Come with me. And he starts walking back through the guild. Alright, I'll uh I'll follow.
2: I put a link to the mini map that we like to use here on Schmepi. And we'll just be revealing a little bit more of the guild as he is leading you to one of the back rooms here. He walks past the bar, past a couple of patrons and guildmates who are hanging out there today. No one quite you recognize, but of course, uh, you all have just recently in the last week graduated to the bronze adventurer class and gained access to the upstairs library. But he walks right past the bar towards those double doors in the back that you've never seen anyone go in and out of. And as he passes the bar, he motions to Groinhammer and says, open the door. Groinhammer gives a, yeah, sure wildfire, and reaches up under the desk and you hear a click and the back two doors open. He proceeds down the hallway and only when he gets to the far end at the door does he turn around to see if you've even followed.
1: I have. Intrigued.
2: He pushes open the back door and sunlight pours in. It's a beautiful day. And you find yourself in the backyard of the guild, which is a sort of training facility. There is a large statue of a humanoid-looking figure wearing full armor, a beautiful helm that goes up in these great big tufts of hair, of course all stone, and a great shield, and then a large halberd. And there's a little, you know, a, a plaque underneath it that sort of dominates the, the edge of the backyard here of the guild. There is some uh, archery posts, some targets along the wall on the far side. Otherwise, there's a a little bit of workout equipment here and there. Uh, He walks out, sees a Goliath, and points at him and then gestures quickly with his thumb for him to get on out of here. And he does. He quickly... Picks up his stuff, picks up his water bottle and his towel, throws it over his shoulder with a bit of a grunt. He walks by and says, Wildfire? Wildfire says, Broadside? And you find yourself alone in this grassy field behind the guild. He turns to you. So you're the man
3: who found my brother.
1: I apologize. I... Not entirely sure what you are meaning.
2: I was informed that a satyr now graduated to bronze class had in possession the Dawn Globe that my brother died alongside.
1: Oh. Yes. In that case, I do believe that is true.
2: Hmm. His name was
1: Buck. Or
2: Brom. He was Brahm Broscale. I am Buck, (laughs) broscale. Though those here call me wildfire, I'm silver rank, and do your respect.
1: I can see that. I am sorry about your brother.
2: Mm. My understanding is that you have continued to quest in the Underdark areas, or at least fight the demons of the Dark Am I correct in noting that you are turning in two Dark Mantles today?
1: Yes, it seems to be an area that we keep finding ourselves.
2: I was also informed by one Carrie that you have a... Adaptation. A
1: desire towards the psionic. That's what they tell me. It uh, all stems from this, and I will take out the blade and just show them that I have it. They said it has something to do with my ability to command this weapon. You take it out. Do you turn it on? Uh, Not yet. Okay. Uh,
2: With you holding it in your hand, his eyes, uncharacteristically of kind of the the machismo that he's been exuding at the moment... Glances upward behind him, flicking to the upper windows on the guild, and he sticks out a hand, not touching yours, but sort of lowering it, as though saying, put that thing away. Alright, tuck it back. We play with powers we don't understand. As someone who has invested into the psy class, I wish to share with you some secrets, if you are worthy of them. Can you speak to me without words?
1: Um... You mean... telepathically?
2: Reach inside my mind, and if you can... we will continue our conversation there.
1: Um, I am pretty sure I am not able to do this. Uh. Ko thinks hello... really, really hard... Roll a intelligence roll. A
2: nineteen. It doesn't ring out in your mind. It's almost as though compiling beneath the horizon of your vision is a sort of subtitle, talking in written words through the mind, and sort of formulates the hello twisting on itself and eventually becoming apparent and uniform and unmystified. And you see him receive it. And his eyebrows raise a little bit. And he communicates back through your mind in the same sort of silent subtitle way. Very good.
1: So you are quite skilled at the psionic arts. I'm... Now I'm talking, because default reaction... I'm going to be honest with you. I did not actually think that was going to work. If it's
2: honesty that you're seeking, then we shall remain quiet and use our mind words.
1: I will think, sorry, my bad, very loudly at him. He leans his great axe against
3: the wall and begins pacing around the yard here. This is a dangerous class we find ourselves part of.
2: I have been labeled a Psy-Warrior Fighter by Kerry. It is a new line of work, however... psionic classes are awakening across the realm. There is a danger to it. Each of these items, like the one you possess... can enhance and focus your psionic abilities... into blades, into weapons but they are sought after by those who are hungry for psionic power. He pauses, giving a moment for you
1: to react. Uh, Quietly, again, in my head now. Does that mean that not everybody can do this? This weapon would behave differently in the hands of others? It would be useless. Inert. A stone in their
2: hands. Much as this is. And he reaches behind him into a pack. And sort of leaning his back so that it hides the upper windows that he seemed to be cautious of. He pulls out a small diadem, a circlet. Very much of the same stone like your blade is. As soon as your eyes fall on it, he quickly Pockets it back in.
1: Uh, why would these items be so sought after if they can only be used by certain people? Because the certain people that wield them, that desire
2: them, are hungry for psionic energies. They mark us. Show that we are of the psionic class. One's mind, one's emotions, can be absorbed hunted, sought after by those misusing the
1: psionic arts. I'm not entirely sure I understand what it means to be psionic. I've never really had any powers like this before. Now, just for
2: my own knowledge, you dropped your accent. Is is your are you talking as though communicating through your mind therefore accent less or is this a moment of difference for Ko?
1: Through the mind no accent because he doesn't actually have one. I like it. I like it. Perfect.
3: That's awesome.
5: I'm doing this as a favor for Carrie who's helped me out before. I'm here to warn you
2: You can take the warning, and ignore it, or you can heed the lesson. What
1: is the warning?
2: That there are those that will hunt you, that you may be exposed when others are not, that your mind may ring out to those that are hungry for your energies.
1: I mean, I will be careful, of course, but I I didn't even know I could do this until today. How am I supposed to get any better at using these abilities if I can't even tell people I have them?
3: Hmm.
2: Then you must trust in me. I will take you in for training. Be here on Monday at noon. And I will teach you one of the first secrets of the psionic arts.
1: Monday, noon. Very good.
2: You may keep the drift globe, dawn globe, as we called it, for it radiates the sun. Each morning I must be charged in the daylight or it will not work. My brother was quite foolish. I must admit I was eager to power level him through areas that he was not prepared for my mistake and he turns to leave
1: Poe will give him some distance but follow behind
2: as you follow him back through the guild he's about to leave through the front doors he turns back to you and through those mind subtitles says now break your connection I do not wish to hear your thoughts as I'm about shopping.
1: Uh, (laughs) I I don't know how to do that. Do I just think about... And then it cuts off, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect.
0: (laughs) Uh.
2: You have gained access to your psionic whispers ability. As part of your class. Nice. Nice. We will return to you in a bit though, because we're off to Splendor Belt. Mm. Everyone roll a Constitution saving throw.
0: Oh my, we're starting out with a danger moment. That'd be a 10 for old Splendor Belt.
1: All right, what? 16 for Co.
4: 18.
2: Awesome. So last you remember, Splendor Belt, yeah. you were in a barn, alongside your companions, Grinkeeper and Co, looking for some sort of beast. It went, yeah, and something bit you in the back. You don't remember what, okay,
0: but something bit you in the back, like on my back, my back. back. Yeah,
2: okay. Yes, on on the small of your back, something right. sharp bit you from two sides sort of pinching you and dealing damage okay you don't remember anything else from that moment okay you find yourself standing in the morning sun in your room back at the temple of paylor as you come to your eyes feel crunchy like you've got lots of hard eye boogers in there that you're trying to push through <laughs> okay You blink heavily, you start to try to wiggle your nose, your mouth gets going a little bit, and you look down and see your hands and arms are stone. And as they slowly, slowly regain their feeling and their flesh, you unharden from your predicament.
0: Okay. Do I I get the sense that I slept like this? That all night I was a stone guy?
2: You're... You're a bit stiff. Your feet are a little sore and you start to move around. And as your knees unpetrify and you sort of heavily clunk, clunk your feet around and your ankles start working again, you sort of limp around your room. Your door opens up and inside and outside of it, you see Brother Maynark, the the pointy nosed lead cleric here. That you met, who gave you the various jobs while you were working as a delver, who uh, had you do the cleansing ritual there on wildfire, yeah, so long ago, two weeks ago or so. And the door opens up, and
0: he says,
5: "Ah, oh, good, my my my, you're awake."
0: Uh, just barely. I feel like I feel like stone. I feel I feel heavy. It's not. It's you're- not good night's sleep. No,
2: I would think not You were dropped off by your adventuring companions uh, yesterday It seemed you were bit by a cockatrice during your mm, mm, adventures
0: well, This is news to me
2: They what? carried you in in your uh, state with quite the look of shock upon your face It was rather unbecoming of a cleric of Palor, I must say, however I'm afraid I have need of you, Mr. Splunderbelt.
0: Okay. You have way to make cockatrice problem leave?
2: No, the Cockatrice is a low-level monster. Its petrification fades after 24 hours. Uh, presumably, your adventuring companions slew the beast once you had been bitten and drug you here. Uh, you may find some chips in your boots from their, well, lack of strength in carrying your mighty bulk. Okay. And you look down at the back of your heels, and it does kind of look like like little pieces of rocks were taken out of your shoes.
3: (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, What is job you need for me to do? Well. It pays, yes? is money?
2: Mr. Splendid, we have been over this before. That the donations are to the temple, not to the individual clerics who work within. You are spreading the light of Paylor, and uh, please uh, be becoming... I must, I must be frank, Mr. splendorbelt uh, The brother who was planning to do a wedding today has fallen ill through some unknown means. We've been unable to resuscitate him. He's been in bed all day. We need you to conduct the Lord Battersby wedding.
0: Oh, okay. Uh... I have not done many of these, but I am happy to try to do it. Yes we presume you will be an
2: upstanding member of our clergy today and represent us all in the best light for Lord Battersby's wedding please follow me you have of course prepared the ceremony spell as requested
0: uh, yes I have done this and also would be great if there was l- just little bit of money involved like just a tiny bit like a couple of gold it's not a not problem
2: what would you roll to convince this man to give you gold? <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't even know why I'm pushing so hard for it. Um,
2: but you're trying to afford your farm, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Someday. You yeah, I need every there. penny
0: I can get. How about persuasion? Does that work?
2: Sure. Bring it.
0: <laughs> a whopping
2: nine. Mr. Splintbelt. unless you wish to kneel on the stone again for an extended period of time, please drop the jokes. This is a very serious matter.
0: Okay, do it for no pay, jeez. Uh, Tell me what I need to do and where to do it.
2: Follow me. He leads you out the door, and you make your way down the street, about a ten-minute walk. Okay. As you go about the bustle, you're heading towards the governor's mansion. And there is the ground set for a party in back, a nice little stand, flowers ringing it, a little archway for them to pass through, and people are already gathering around. He leads you to a little back tent.
0: Okay
5: Right
2: Mr. Spunderbelt, You are aware of the Wedding to Paylor Ceremony, correct?
0: Uh Uh No <laughs> I d- I've never done one before This is new for me Roll s- a wisdom check if You have script I can read There's uh, some Oh, hold on The wisdom I can do it Uh Oh, he's a, f- a four. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> he looks you up and down, breathes deeply. Repeat after me. And just for speed, no need to repeat after me as I read through this. Okay. Merciful Pelor, just as the sun of mercy shines upon me, may your love endure everlasting. Blessings of the sun kissed field. To each day may your love be radiant and each night hold each other close from the darkness. Shine forth thy inner light, the light of love eternal. With these words by Palor's Graces, you are wed.
0: Ah. Now he's coming to me. I remember this.
2: Would you like to make maybe a sleight of hand to write this down on a hand of your own?
0: Yeah, I would actually do that. I put on my forearm. My meaty forearm.
2: <laughs> yeah, up your sleeve a little bit.
0: Yep. Yep. I'd have to pull my sleeve Perfect. back a little bit. Uh, sleight of hand, you say. <laughs> Jeez. This is not a great stat for me. Oh, but not a bad roll. 16.
2: Okay. Not too bad. Not too bad.
0: Lucky. <laughs> I have a negative one.
2: All right, you begin right he leaves you and you begin writing down on your arm and you hear a beautiful song being played on violins.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: And you you look you peek out the window or the, the 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 curtain there of the tent that you're in and you see the couples starting to come down the way. The man is already up front, a rather uh, thinly old man it seems to be wedding a a middle-aged very high-class lady. And you head out to greet them, to be at the front, to receive them as part of the wedding. As you get up on stage, you slyly, with a 16, pull back your sleeve and see the words you've written. However, a couple of them got smeared. The final words of each phrase have been (laughs) removed by your jacket. Okay. The lady is delivered. The soon-to-be Lady Battersby. Her father turns around and takes a seat, and all eyes fall on you. You'll see the what's left of the ceremony in the Discord.
0: All right. Uh, everyone's quiet and at their at attention here. They're all listening. All looking at you. Okay, I will look to the left of the room, to the right of the room, as if I know what I'm doing and very solemnly look down at my arm <laughs> as indiscreetly as possible i don't want i don't want to look like i'm reading it so i'll do roll my a stealth best. check. all right gosh dang it i shouldn't have suggested that cuz stealth sucks for me all right first roll was a 1 <laughs> Second roll was a six, so the one stands. It's actually a two, but I have a negative one.
2: I I thank you for including your disadvantage from your scale man, (laughs) (laughs) which would be true because it'd be very heavy on your arm, which is why the ink probably faded a bit. Yeah. So uh, you attempt to pull off a sort of like head scratch maneuver Mm -hmm. as you pull your your forearm up to your head. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty obvious, but. The people are waiting, please, to the best of your ability.
0: Read the prayer for wedding from Pelor. Merciful Pelor, just as sun of mercy shines, may your love endure everlasting, blessed as of sun-kissed. To each day make your love be radiant, and each night hold each other close from the... uh, Shine forth thy inner light, the light of love. With these words, by Paylor's graces, you are married.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All those
0: final words are important ones, it turns out, especially that last one. All the same,
2: by Paylor's graces, light entwines your hands. And you feel like you're supposed to do something. You've got these ribbons of holy light surrounding both of your palms.
0: Uh, I will instinctively reach out to the couple. They're right there, right? Yep, they're both standing there looking beautiful. I will reach out to them with the assumption, because in my my character's head, his assumption is, oh, I need to take these ribbons of light and bind these two together with it. So I'm going to reach out and sort of with my hands, bring their hands together, careful to have my hands facing down, not up so they see the stuff written on my arm, and put their put their hands close to each other, hoping that what happens here is these ribbons of light and power go and kind of intertwine the two. And I'll sort of wait for that to happen, because I really don't know what it's supposed to do, but I'm going to take in a wild guess here. You grab
2: their hands... And push them together. And they seem to resist for a a moment, but go with it. And as their hands meet, the clouds part a little bit. And a beautiful J.J. Abrams sunbeam just comes right on down on the couple. (laughs) (laughs) And the light entwines amongst them, weaving between their fingers and eventually settling on their ring fingers and forging for the next 48 hours a ring of light which gives them plus bonus to AC, which doesn't really matter, but hopefully they won't be attacked (laughs) on the way home because that's a ceremony spell. (laughs) They turn around with their rings of light on their hands and the crowd cheers and cheers. They give you a nod. They seem rather pleased. And they head off to go enjoy the procession and the party.
3: Oh, good. Grinkeeper. You have... uh, Hauled
2: Splendor Belt home. Dropped him off. Uh, roll a strength check.
4: 19. Okay.
2: It was actually Ko who dropped him a little bit and scuffed the boots and, you know, a little bit broke off and, it, you know, but hopefully he was okay and no permanent damage were done and you didn't, you know, misalign any veins or anything in the feet uh, via the, the dropping. But you slew the cockatrice dropped it off at the guild, no problem. got paid, and as evening fell, you made your way back to your school. And at the school, you will once again climb through the window, and inside is your roommate
5: waiting
3: for you.
4: We killed a cockatrice tonight. It was so cool. It bit what? It bit? Oh my goodness! It bit the half orc. It was hilarious. He his face was shocked and it froze. i am, oh, oh my goodness. I wish you could have seen it.
2: Wait, was he? Is he forever
4: petrified? I don't know. We dropped him off with the church. It should be okay.
5: Wow. Well, uh, okay. Well, I've been working. I, I've I've made you something else. For really? Yeah, yeah.
2: Now, I I, I deconstruct, and you see all around the room, there are various purses and bags that have been completely dismantled, deconstructed, and out is her little seam ripper and all her various knitting supplies and weaving and, and, and sewing and everything else. And she, she has for you an elegant, about two foot long, one foot wide, Pink, bedazzled
5: tote bag.
4: It is it beautiful. What is it?
5: Well, I, I
2: I I took some liberties and deconstructed some of the old uh, moving supplies that were being kept uh, by the uh, the teachers, and well, I, I made you a bag of hammer holding. What? Th- this small tote will carry one. 60 pound object. And I was thinking it'd be perfect for you to sneak around your big old hammer so you wouldn't have to walk onto the school grounds with it.
4: That's amazing. Thank, let's try it out. And Grinkeeper will start to try and fit the hammer into the bag.
2: So you take out your vicious enchanted warhammer. Uh, do you place it in uh, hilt down or hilt up?
4: Uh, let's do hilt up.
2: Cool. So you sort of place the toad on the ground and slowly descend in your hammer and it just kind of keeps going until eventually you sort of feel a tug coming from the bag and the whole hammer just kind of pops into there.
4: That's amazing. Thank you.
2: I, I hope you enjoy. I've i am trying to work on some other things to make sure you can keep adventuring, but uh, I, I know you're doing some really good work out there and I'm just really excited to hear the stories.
4: Yeah, of course. I mean, did we tell you about the rat with the cloak on it?
2: And dot, 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 dot. We sort of fade as the stories start to be told to the roommate. Uh, You said the uh, what was the roommate's name? Margaret. Margaret DuPayton, your illustrious high class roommate in the finishing school. And what is the name of the finishing
0: school? I wish it was a fishing school.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, cast your lines. <laughs> Get your
0: lines, your lures, and your you call
5: dolls. this a fly hook? <laughs> Doesn't even look like a bug.
0: A
2: tackle box, <laughs> I don't really? Know why that's so funny. <laughs> uh,
4: Laren Ilfelkir
2: Laren Ilfelkir established by the elves of old a fine upstanding finishing school for young girls of high merit and, of course, high class. We advance to the next day where you have been invited to lunch, a garden party with Lady Vestal. The closet is thrown open. Your roommate is already gone. You alone must choose your dress for this event and make sure you choose wisely. I'm going to drop a number of dresses in the Discord. These are all princess dresses with corsets, little hats, and of course, fabric beyond the needs of a normal dress.
4: Uh, for a garden party, let's go with the bottom image, the white and red dress.
2: So you grab a beautiful white dress with these floral patterns upon it and red accents. Now you must choose whether you're going to wear the brooch or the hat with it. Is it sunny? It is a sunny day. It's a beautiful day outside. The hat. All right. Now, of course, it is customary to fill one's hat with flowers. Which flowers do you select?
4: <laughs> oh, uh, what season is it?
2: It would be... Uh, You're currently on summer vacation of sorts from the school, so it would be early summer, late spring.
4: Let's go with the honeysuckle.
2: Honeysuckle. Excellent choice. You grab the honeysuckle from the vases out the door, place them upon your slightly too small hat, but of course it's being held with all those various bobby pins and whatnot. Now give us a performance roll and let's see how you put it together. (laughs)
4: <laughs> like dripping water. <laughs> well, sticking out.
2: The easy put on corset went fine, of course, because it's magically enchanted to be equipped within a single action. So you sort of threw that on with a, with a quick flick. It sort of lashed around you like maybe those uh, like those slap bracelets just comes together magically. Perfect. You got the dress on just fine. The flowers are a little... Smashed, let's say, is probably the best way to put it. You got them on the hat. They're in the right position. But they are definitely worse for wear and a bit damaged. You head out to the garden party. And you make your way past the labyrinth, which, of course, as I mentioned before, is not a sort of minotaur labyrinth, just merely a hedge maze that's made for relaxation and calming one's mind. And you make your way past there to a small pagoda where there is a lunch being served. You see your roommate already there, as well as Lady Vestal.
4: Uh, Grim will take a deep breath, focus, and walk up as prim and properly as she can, nodding to Lady Vestal and all of the ladies in turn, seated at the table, before sitting there.
2: Let's do another performance then. Or uh, we, we could do something else too if if you had other means in mind maybe you're using words instead of a physical performance
4: no nope, physical uh, 13 13 okay okay
2: so so you make your way up the stairs of the pagoda without incident you know maybe not the most adapted at the heels but doing okay no trips or anything like that Margaret's eyes are huge mm-hmm. and she kind of gives you a little a head nod to sit next to her.
4: Uh, Grinkeeper will take this cue and will try to keep her face as stone blank as possible and sit down politely next to Margaret.
2: You hear her whispering a little bit and she sort of weaves her fingers together like she's got a small thread between them. An invisible thread that glows ever so slightly. It's actually roll for her. Okay, so she got a 18 on sleight of hand. And she reaches over to you and just gives you a light touch on the side of your hip. And you feel this sort of magical thread weave up down, up your back, make your way through the hair and up to the hat. And as it does, as it reaches up there, the flowers sort of and unfold and reproper themselves in the hat. Hat magic. Lady Vestal didn't notice this part and looks up from her tea Ah, gives a sigh, looking right at you. Evelyn puts down her cup. What seems to be the problem?
4: Why nothing. It's a beautiful day. Thank you so much for the invitation.
2: It is a beautiful day. A beautiful day to discuss a very important topic, however... If we are going to plan a party, we must be aware of one's suitors if they already have them. Why are you wearing honeysuckle?
4: I felt that with the beauty of summer, I wanted to celebrate the natural blooms.
2: Yes, well, that would be most well done with maybe a wild rose, or perhaps even a white lily. You have selected the honeysuckle today, which is devoted affection. And unless you have a certain suitor in mind, it is most inappropriate to wear.
4: Yes, Lady Vestal.
2: Now, now, now. Today we are going to be discussing the bronze ball that is coming up. We are working along with the guild to throw the annual festivities for the adventuring class. The ladies will be in attendance, making sure that these mm, dirty adventurers, <clears throat> <clears throat> these um workers, these... Employees, ma'am? Yes, the employees (laughs) are well taken care of and entertained for the evening. Now we have a number of things to go over for the bronze ball. It will be taking place at the governor's mansion and and sort of trails off as as you enter a bit of boredom at the breakfast table, the lunch table here in the sun.
4: Greenkeeper will side-eye Margaret.
3: She
2: nods quietly, Lady Vestal's very much in her own zone, talking about planning the upcoming ball and how it's going to be so beautiful that it'll draw the attention of other guilds, other guilds will want to attend this one, people will travel from far and wide, blah, 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 goes on and on. We rejoin, now with a week gone by from those events, back at the Dungeon Guild. Co, you're in the back of the guild with Wildfire. Roll a intelligence. 18. 18, all right. You've been attempting for the last couple days with Wildfire to learn how to make a basic Psy Blast. And so far, you've done okay. You will find on your character sheet you have a new feat called Psy Blast. That allows you to, well, by going unconscious, spend all of your side dice in a single go and deal psychic damage to a target. All of these meetings have been in complete silence, at least, you know, verbally, as you work through and communicate the various workings
3: of psionic magics.
2: Grinkeeper, Splendor Belt, you arrive at the guild just as a red dragonborn is exiting one of the back rooms beyond the bar, and Ko enters as well. The dragonborn turns around, seems to glare at Ko for a moment, and then as he moves away, a a small smile sort of creeps on his lip, but that would be completely unknown to Ko, and he heads for the door. The guild is positively abuzz today. There are about 18 adventurers in here. Most of them you haven't met before, but a couple, you know, like Sunish and Man Cave are around. There are a number of workers and delvers going over to the board right now. You see a tiefling and a warg standing in front of Cassius, getting some information from him. And... Carrie Underworld exits from the back room. She approaches your party, which is gathered.
3: "Hey, we're
2: we're calling an all-bronze meeting in the back. Uh, normally this is only for the leader of the party, but we've made an exception and we're going to need all three of you back there today. Uh do you, you have time. What is, what is this Why meet? Why are we meeting?: There has been some discoveries made that we need to talk about. And as the ones who have perhaps been at the center of the majority of the happenings of recent, uh, we would like your professional opinion on some of the things
1: that are, are coming up has something to do with us Sort of, well, yes Yes, yes it does
4: Awesome
2: uh, uh, Please, I'm, I'm, uh, Cassius is about to call the meeting I need to head to the back real quick and uh, I'll see you I'll see you in the hall I'll see you in the lecture hall And she heads back through those same doors that co-emerge from beyond the bar
0: okay. So what say you we go with them and go to meeting
4: yeah, let's do it
0: What uh, can hurt? Nothing hurts We just do meeting, meeting is no big deal
3: Yeah Yeah
1: we Okay, haven't done anything we before. go to meeting
4: No, we've been kicking butt
1: We have been doing a very good job as of late I agree
0: You find no better job being done by uh, Adventurer people than us We get paid, we get job done Nobody die Or we don't die anyway
4: That's the most important part
1: Couldn't have said it better myself
0: I tend to agree
1: Okay, let's go to meeting
0: And we'll head Wherever that meeting is
2: And we mentioned it Briefly in the past, but did you all decide on a Party name for your group? Uh, We did, right? We yeah, really the we're agree. The, the darkest delvers
0: the darkest delvers that's it
2: cool Perfect. so we're all in agreement on the name Cassius finishes up with the the halfling warg and tiefling warlock and makes their way into the center of the room everyone the all bronze meeting is about to begin we would like the leader of the brigand patrol first son's brotherhood five emissaries And the Viper Gang, to please proceed to the lecture hall. All three members of the Darkest Delvers will be in attendance. This way, everyone, please. Grunhammer, unlock the door. The door opens beyond the bar, and everyone starts heading back that way. Though, of course, as it's only the leaders of these other parties, you see some... Uh, 12 to 15 other adventurers left sitting in the main hall of the guild as just the representatives head back.
1: Follow, but looking kind of arrogant like, yeah, all of all of us are going we'll see you all later, kind of look to the group.
4: Grinkeeper's gonna try and high-five some people as she's walking back.
2: Alright, uh, roll a- <laughs> <laughs> Uh let's roll a performance or a diplomacy like let's let's see how your street cred is. 14. Okay, not bad. Not bad. You know, you did you did share that little song that's been going around the taverns a little bit about the darkest delvers. You've uh, had your name going around. You recently were seen dragging a giant half-work through town, so everyone knows you, and they're willing to give you a little, ha- uh, little high-five action. Does anyone else want to do anything on their way back?
0: I mean, we know we're just going to a meeting and there's no like, need for us to be super armed or anything weird like that. Like, I guess we should be asking people that, NPCs that. I'll ask on the way. I'll say, do we need to bring weapon to this meeting? Who do you ask? I don't know. Who who was talking to us before?
2: That was Cassius.
0: Cass, is she still there?
2: So you you run up to to catch up to Cassius and ask him?
0: Him, I mean, yes. So I'd say, do we need weapon?
2: Oh, that's right. This is your first meeting. Uh, No need for weapons, but we assume you'd have them on your person anyway. There won't be any fighting in the back room, I assure you.
0: Okay, so just meeting. No, Just talk, nothing else. No uh, funny business in meeting?
2: I assure you there'll be plenty of time for funny business once the meeting has concluded.
0: Okay. Then we go to meeting. Then I'll just keep following.
2: Everyone this way. And he leads you all back. You enter a long lecture hall, very much in a sort of stadium seating style, where it takes, you know, the stairs go down on either side. There's double doors, one on each side, entering this lecture hall. the landing sort of takes a break from the stairs so that there are four main rows of seats and in front is a large chalkboard and you can see a table up front where Carrie Underworld is currently looking a bit frazzled digging through various notes, maps, and pieces of parchment. You did kind of lead the way as you caught up to Cassius. So here in this room with sort of four layers to the lecture hall, where do you all sit?
4: Greenkeeper heads front and center.
0: I would just take her lead. Follow her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
2: We have this on on the map there. If you're looking for sort of the diagram where we are as well in the guild hall. The other adventurers and bronze employees head in behind you and take their seats. You see amongst them Belsunish, who you recognize... But the other three you have not met. There is a rather confident and leather-bound rogue who is twirling a knife quite characteristically. He has a very tight haircut that looks like he may have done it himself in the mirror and isn't aware of the holes in it. (laughs) There is a dwarf cleric sporting a large fist of a holy symbol with a lightning bolt inside of it. He looks quite smug, takes off his heavy iron helmet and plops it down next to him, seemingly uh, making sure that nobody sits directly next to him as then his great hammer rests on the other side, sort of dominating the entire seat and row. Amongst them is a halfling wizard, which is very much decked out in the classic blue and stars that you would know from something like Sorcerer's Apprentice. They are looking quite Excited, frazzled, and every time they take a step, they trip a little bit over their robe, but excitedly pull it up and enter the room and kind of you know cl- climb up onto their seat and and wait excitedly. Carrie at the front gathers her notes and with a big, all right, okay, presentation. Ah, ah, uh, okay. So hi, hi everyone. I've got that, Carrie. Thank you. Welcome everyone to the bronze meeting there is a crisis developing and we are the front line for it you might be aware that our silvers have been deployed for the most part to a dungeon that was located in the forests west of here that dungeon was uncovered by our very own darkest delvers here in the front low congratulations darkest delvers a very good dungeon very well very well This dungeon is occupying the majority of our resources right now. And you may have noticed that we are becoming a bit overwhelmed by dark mantles, sturges, and other such creatures. Carrie, uh, please present your map. Okay. And she unfurls this great map and sort of loads it up on the chalkboard. I've dropped the map in the Discord here. So we've noticed a bit of a pattern developing amongst some of our uh, monster quests. The dark mantles seem to be located mainly in the center of town here in Atomer, uh using the pipes and water lines to move themselves about. Of course, dark mantles being uh, squid-like, they have this little beak, and it's the only as long as that beak can fit through. Carrie, please on on with the on with the information. Yes, right, All right. We are concerned that the rising tide of dark mantles might be hinting at a larger problem. Uh, if you're not familiar with, the the guild operates on the... And she kind of pulls the map aside and picks up a piece of chalk and starts drawing on the board furiously as she goes over all this. The guild operates on a bigger fish principle uh, whenever there are monsters appearing... There are uh, lesser monsters that will precede them, and then the greater monsters would follow that. So, much as if you found yourself infested with squirrels, you may find yourself infested with wolves uh, soon uh, following. Um, That made made sense, right? Uh, Anyway, so uh, we we were concerned initially, and she draws a rat on the board, with the rats in town, low-level quests, not so uh, concerning. Uh, then we started to notice, and she draws a little sort of, uh, less than sign, but adds little teeth to it to mark eating and, and gestures. The Sturges were appearing out at the farm, uh, seemingly moving up from the underground. Following them, naturally, uh, the ones that eat the Sturges, uh, the Dark Mantles here. Uh, Dark Mantles also known to eat cats, dogs, and other sort of, um, pets. People, too, if they get a the chance. Carry on with it. Yes, uh, Dark mantles also eat cranium rats. Uh, the darkest devil here. once. found a cranium rat who's trying to dig. Uh, we don't know why, but they killed it. Uh, anyway, uh, dark mantles, uh get eaten by the Grix. Uh, the Grix also eat the piercers, which are l- like large larvae that jump from the ceiling and land on top of you and don't do much else. But um, I'm concerned, and she draws a little arrow to a big question mark, that these, and she circles it several times, are actually larva forms of something we don't know. The, the the piercers, the, the the larva that jump from the ceiling and land on top of you. We think those are actually part of something else. Uh that they become something else and we're concerned about that anyway. Um so out at the ruins we uh we, we ran to Gricks and uh here uh Co uh, Hi Co. Uh we've uh, he he found a Grick out at the at the farmstead. Underground. So we're concerned about this sort of middle part... And she circles again. ...of the equation that we're seeing too many dark mantles in town. Which, of course, would be the primary food source... ...along with piercers for the Greeks. So, uh, in summation, we seem to be overrun with bread... ...and the baker might be on his way. The customers. The customers might be on their way. If you understand the analogy. And then, once the bread is eaten... The baker might arrive that, 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 that makes the most sense We're concerned about the baker but Thank you, thank you, Carrie Cassie speaks up A crude diagram, but you understand our concern We have a bit of an underdark infestation going on Our silvers are attempting to solve and figure out what's happening underground We have to deal with what's happening above ground
5: Here in town
2: there's one more there's one more part okay carry uh, do carry on Uh, the darkest devils here have discovered a sort of ichor on multiple locations a um, slime and the slime seems to to uh, herald the arrival of undead Uh, first ghosts and shadows at the crypt of cord and then the the goo was yet again discovered uh, inside of a skull at the Skull Keep, uh, we've been unable to contact uh, Alexandra Withers for comment on the goo. Uh, uh, the quest was closed.
5: Very good. Yeah, so so
2: we are concerned about goo as well. But mostly this underdog infestation. Now, our first goal is to make sure that we check all the wells in town, which is where this map comes in, provided by Carrie Underworld. Us... The four parties here today are going to divide up and check the wells throughout town. Meanwhile, we will keep one party here at the guild in case we need to provide backup if anything is found. Darkest Elvers, with your knowledge and your previous investigations of the creatures of the Underdark, we would like to request your opinions in turn. ...on what should be done to combat this infestation.
0: Do you mean which one we should go do first, if we had to pick?
2: We would like you to select which well you will be attending. We will assign the other ones. However, we expect from your experience... ...that you will select the well that would be... ...most dangerous if there is, in fact, an infestation coming up
0: from underground. How much danger is rat?
2: Well, the rats are very low-level monsters, Mr. Splendor Belt. You fought
0: several, uh, I believe. Okay, but this is normal rat, not some, some giant, giant rat with many heads. It might be giant rat, Many arms and lots of fangs. And this sort of bullshit, has, this is not that kind of rat.
2: That would be a very impressive rat, Mr. Splendor If you find rats, we will be most calmed here at the guild. We are not concerned about vermin. We are concerned about monstrosities.
1: I think the obvious choice would be for us to go to the well that has... Uh, perhaps the highest concentration of monsters. Maybe one that's near where all the dark mantles are being found. That would be our
2: our best goal: is to have our most experienced underdark fighters investigate the well they believe to be most dangerous. Grinkeeper, anything to add?
4: Oh, that sounds great! I'm going to kill everything we come across, so no worry.
2: The paladin, ladies and gentlemen. Paladin.
4: Yeah, and she'll <laughs> look back at the three and, you know, pump her fist a little.
2: <laughs> no one really reacts except for the halfling wizard who's like,
4: yeah, yeah. She'll make eye contact with that halfling and give him a nod.
2: And she leans over to you and she's like, evocation,
4: evocation. Nice. Big fireballs. Ooh. Big. <sighs> oh,
2: well, then... Co, as you seem to be the one who understands this plan best, which which well would your party select here? We have them circled here on the map. There are four. There is one up in the trades district, which you will also note, Co. You know, as the as DM aside, that would be the one closest to your own personal home. There is the one on the edge of town near the elite areas, and of course, up by the school. There is the one that occupies our tradesmen district. And the well outside of the Temple of Pelor.
1: Well, I I think the the CR up at the top, that's the cranial rat, right? Yep,
2: the cranium rat, the one that attempted to mind control you and you found mind controlling old man digging a hole.
1: I think there is a level of concern that I have that perhaps these creatures are being pushed out. Um, up here, uh, the upper right corner, is there it, been any other indication of monsters in this area besides the cranial man?
5: Oh, well,
2: um, this is Carrie speaking up. The uh, First Son's Brotherhood uh, fought the Lycan
5: Coven, which was
2: located in the forest near up there.
5: Aye! And slew them we did to the last one. They want to talk, the dirty monsters.
1: Um, you all think... Which one do you all think? I I do not want to speak for everyone.
4: Just point me in a direction.
1: Temple 1 is
0: convenient for location for me. But this is only for me, so I do not care either way. Rat sounds stupid, but I have feeling it was more than just rat when we get to this place. Is possible all wells connect to each other? We go inside one, we come out another hole? Or these uh, is not connected? Uh, would,
5: would, can I take this? Uh, okay, I got it. I got it. Uh, so,
2: our, our wells, because we're close to the lake, uh, operate, and the river, uh, too, we operate on groundwater. So, there shouldn't be any hole big enough for anything to, in the well. But uh, we also do have a sewer system uh, that, it, I believe, you you you, got, you you saw a carrion crawler down there. That was pretty cool and, and, and gross.
0: So, uh, this, this is not underground interconnected uh, tunnel system for a rat to dominate underground.
2: shouldn't be, but of course, that's what we're concerned about. If you find something at the well that is connected, that means someone put it there, or something.
0: Okay.
1: I think maybe this bottom left one would be the best one for our abilities. But again, I do have concern that these creatures, as you pointed out in your uh, visual might be being forced in a direction so I would also encourage the upper right be well guarded by one of the more capable bronze teams
5: that would be us
2: hollers the dwarf in the back we'll take the big one whichever one's the big one The first sons will see it done
0: Northeast is where they go. We go southwest. Yes? Excellent.
3: Do it.
2: Okay. Very good. Then Viper Gang will take the northeast near the market and five emissaries. You will be by the Temple of Pelor. Uh, Everyone, please. This is a covert mission of sorts. Uh, It is a beautiful day out. There will be many bystanders out and about today, enjoying our day. And of course, the wells are public places where people like to gather, children like to play. So uh, do your best to keep everyone calm. We do not want to cause any alarm with our movements.
4: Sure, whatever you say. Greenkeeper will get up and start going.
2: All right, uh, (laughs) very good. If there's nothing else, uh, be safe, Report back, and if you do find something above the well, slay it quickly before it has time to do any damage. Cassius' voice drops a little bit during that. Seems uncharacteristic of him. He leaves. Carrie, oh, I didn't know we'd be going so fast! And she stumbles over her papers and tries to roll them up and goes to erase her board, but it just causes chalk dust to go everywhere. And you all emerge from the lecture hall and back into the room where all the eager bronze adventurers await to hear from their captains. Our our first son's brotherhood dwarf walks out and goes, all right,
5: adventure!
2: And all the brotherhoods, they all all go nuts. Uh, Belsunish goes very quietly over to Riley Man Cave everyone starts dividing into their little groups. Is there anything you guys wanted to do before heading out here? There's, of course, the acquisitions desk where you might want to buy something. Uh, There's, of course, the shops that might be on the way.
4: The is good to go.
0: I think I have what is needed. I don't need any kind of, like, medical attention for this weird bite, right? I'm good?
2: No, you've recovered fully from it. Okay. Uh, If anything, you might have a little... uh, like double V on your back from where the the beak pinched you but otherwise no so just, a,
0: just a scar like a I'm proud of my scars I am my scars yeah, yeah I'm good
2: hey you got bit by a giant chicken it, it didn't feel great <laughs> all good cool well if we're all good then as we set out we will take our break there
0: perfect alright that means we'll be back soon everybody give us uh, you know eight minutes or so And uh, we'll be back with more There Will Be Dungeons. That brings us to part two of today's adventure. Take it away, Kyle.
2: All right. I'm going to reveal on the same map we've been using today our location we are off to. We made our way up through the town, past the clock tower, heading up past the Temple of Pelor, making our way towards the south West. Well, that brings us up around past two locations where we've met Dark Mantles. Uh, These were, of course, the real Dark Mantles, the ones you did just two days ago. You found two hanging out in a cellar and then the one you actually found there while you were fighting a bunch of rats, including the rat with the cloak on. So, allow me to reveal the map here. And we find ourselves moving in through this sort of open common area that occupies many of the houses and shops. There's a little bit of grassy knoll area that gathers around the well, probably where people, you know, tend to spill a bit of water as they pull it out. It's a stone well. It has a couple of steps leading up to it. It Isn't terribly ornate, but does have a little red roof on it. It Has the bucket and the crank. And of course, many people are milling about in this area. Uh, Some of them literally milling. As they might be millers. There are some piles of hay nearby that you'll see, and kind I'm of marked in... Where's my laser? In this area we've got some trees, some fine stones that are being played on and climbed by children in the area. There is a bunch of barrels over by a shop on the far end past the well, and you see two men standing outside there taking inventory with their clipboards and whatnot, going over some parchment. Uh, To your, as you enter from the north, this would be your right, you see a small doghouse outside of a dwelling, and a family is playing just inside the door there. Of course, there is no electricity, so doors, windows are all open on a beautiful day, and everyone is just kind of enjoying the weather. Over here, you see a uh, a blacksmith shop that is also open to the air, though the forge and the various wind... Uh, pipes, machine, that that pumpy thing is not being occupied today as people seem to be taking the day off. Uh, Altogether, in this lobby, there's about, or in this uh, open area around the grass, there's probably about five or ten people just making their way, living their lives.
0: Anybody giving any particular notice to the well, or just sort of, it's just there?
2: No, everyone's just kind of moving about it. They, no one seems to be concerned. No one is using it at the moment either. Uh, normally, well runs would be happening first thing in the morning, and then the evening, and on particularly cold days, people would be fetching water for kettles. But as it is just a plain, beautiful day, everyone seems to have got their water, and is now enjoying the sunshine.
1: I'm gonna go kind of investigate over by the dog house There's dog
2: around. Cool. Uh, you can use the token... Tool to move yourself about if you want to go to a particular space.
1: Sure. We'll go kind of investigate this area over here.
2: And you walk over by the family home, and there is a little boy outside, you know, playing with a little a little cart that he's got made of wood on a string, pulling it back and forth. And he goes, Oh, as you walk up with your proud bronze badge upon, upon your breast.
1: Good day, little man. Are you an adventurer? I am. Whoa! Are we in peril? (laughs) Not at the moment, no. Just enjoying the day. My dad
2: taught me peril, and I was really excited to use it, so if we're in peril, you just let me know.
1: Well, I think maybe you could help me out with that. If we're in peril, maybe you could let me know and be my eyes and ears. <gasps> I'll scream peril if I see anything. If you see anything odd, you scream peril. Okay, okay. i Is he playing near the, the house with the doghouse?
2: Yep, yep. He's just right outside. I'll put a little uh, token in his spot.
1: I see you have a pet. Is it the yeah. dog?
2: Yeah, that's Bruno! Bruno's been sleeping all day. Can I see Bruno? He might be scared if you look in his
1: house. Adventurers should not ever be afraid. I think we may have to risk it. Okay. I'm going to take a peek. Okay. Take a look in
2: you lean down, you see an old dog with white hairs, a big kind of black family lab, a little bit of chunk on his bones, and some white around his lips there, showing his age. Uh, he seems to be completely passed out. Alive? Well, are you a medicine man? I what, could do you take balls be. on
1: dogs? I, could try. I don't know. You look to see if they're breathing. You can see that. You see if <laughs>
4: that is a fine point
1: is his little lips going or is his body moving (laughs) up and down
2: you do have a very high passive perception so you look at him and you see his chunky sides going in and out a bit
3: okay
1: again anything odd you yell peril but only real danger you don't want to be like a boy who cried wolf got it I've heard that one good and I'll just sort of keep walking the perimeter nonchalantly.
2: All right, Greenkeeper, where do you go?
4: Uh, she's gonna stay triangulated behind Cohen's Splendor Belt so that if anything happens, she can run in and smack things.
2: Just how do you stand in this triangulated position?
4: Legs wide, hands on hips, proudly looking around but she's got terrible perceptions, so she's not really looking around but you know, smiling at people proudly and all that good stuff
2: An old man heads from your left you now kind of caning his way over to you Uh,
5: young lady Yes What if I may I represent many of the dwellings here and shops Making sure everyone has their needs I see you're from the guild, and I must say I'm a little concerned seeing you here is something amiss
4: so far everything seems great you keep enjoying that day
5: i I will let let me know if you need anything'll
4: do what's your name
5: my name has not been prepared <laughs> <laughs> they call me Smorth. It's short for smorthal Sh- Smorthal. Smarshal. Most people call me Smorth. Smorth. Alright.
4: Thank you, Smorth. We will let you know.
5: My pleasure. The guild has been very kind to us these many years. Uh, uh, tell me, are you on a particular assignment of employ?
4: We've been on so many. Uh, Let's see, a specific one? It's a general one, I'd say. We've been on more specific quests than this one.
5: I I see. Guild business. Don't let me bother you further. And he goes over and takes a
2: seat in a wooden chair underneath the tree nearby. But he does sort of position himself so that his cane is resting right between his legs there. And both his hands are on top. With your martial knowledge, it looks as though he's a little poised. Well, a little experienced, at least, and ready to jump up should something be happening.
4: Cool. Grinkeeper will give a, a noted, not proud, but hmm. impressed little nod and go back to looking around.
2: Slenderbell, what do you get up to?
0: I'm going to creep over to the edge of the well and just sort of nonchalantly look down that well just kind of checking it out you know not nothing too overt looking weird or what you know suspicious just kind of looking down there see if i see anything
2: you look over and it descends into welly darkness particularly with the little red roof above it uh the bucket is currently up on its rope
0: and the and the red means nothing, right? There's no, I can't see like blood in there or anything. It's like no, a no, well that's
2: merely the shingles on the little roof over the top of the well, so nothing falls in from above. Okay, uh, rainwater and whatnot.
0: Uh, yeah. uh. All right.
2: Then I. Uh, but just... of course, that would be with your passive abilities. If you wanted to make a actual check beyond what your passives are, you could um, request that now. I would like to
0: t- attempt to perceive what I can see down there cool so I'll, I'll i'll run a perception check um ooh, a nat 20 plus 3
4: 23 nice
0: damn yeah
4: are those donuts
0: i don't know what they are my wife <laughs> just handed this to me that's a massive box i'm excited for you oh it's some sort of pizza
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good thing it's not donuts you would be trying to kill me <laughs> so the pizza's only attempted murder. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> so you, your your eyes, with your under uh, with your with your dark vision, adjust to the light under this awning, and you have sight beyond sight for a hot moment, very uncharacteristic of Splendor Belt. And you're looking, and your eyes kind of zero in on the bucket, and you're looking at it, and you see that it's kind of gone rusted along the top in the ring and that rust is sort of descended down in these long sort of feathery lines very light but rust doesn't normally move in this way normally corrodes and as it corrodes it decays and removes and falls apart and then sort of works its way through the bucket this thing seems to be uh touched by rust and as you look at it and your eyes kind of adapt out of the the dark vision and you look along the ground you see a trail of rust leading from the bucket and over into the building the blacksmith building beyond the well
0: Yeah, okay. Um I'd want to immediately let my friends know this. So I would uh, I would see this and then I would scurry over to Greenkeeper and say Uh, we may have problem there's like trail of rust going from well over to to building it's very weird weird. yes very weird
4: Co Grand Cooper will call out and then (laughs) motion her head to come over here
1: (laughs) Co will follow but he'll give one last look at the kid and just do the like fingers to eyes and then look around and follow he gives you a salute
2: So you all gather up, Slenderbill?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and then I'll, sh- I'll show them what I've seen. I suggest we take perhaps a minute to go see where this goes. If it goes in building, we prepare for worst. If it does not, maybe thing that made tracks is back down in hole. Either way, we can, we can go down or we can go over. I, I am open to idea
2: a woman heads over, over to you all uh, in a pretty simple dress, rather rather broad and buxom, and says Adventurers? Is there Lady- cause for concern here? Should we round up the children? We saw your companion here pointing at our ground.
1: We are keeping our eyes open for anything suspicious in the area. Just... Community outreach at the moment but um we are looking if you would like to move them somewhere else if it would make you feel safer there will be no problem with that but at this point there is no need for a lot
2: she turns around to me "Kylie, Kylie Arwardo we're going inside we're going everyone inside everyone inside and she grabs her kids and heads in Uh, most people don't seem to take notice though Uh, in fact many of them sort of shrug seems to be the the town nervous as it were you all start heading over to the trail of rust and as you do you hear the overhear the conversation of the two men standing outside the warehouse by the barrels and they seem to be having a sort of altercation I, I, only, I only ordered three well I see four well, I only ordered three and they continue their conversation thusly
0: Uh, I I fancy myself a bit of an arbiter in cases like this, so I would go Oh, hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. What is what is problem we are having here? Splendor Belt breaks
2: off from the group as you head towards the
0: blacksmith. Yeah.
1: I'll keep following the trail. Let's let Splendor Belt's top-tier negotiation tactics <laughs> work itself
4: out. <laughs> keeper will remain equidistant between the two.
2: Cool. Once again, triangulating their position and keeping an eye yep. out. They continue their argument as you approach. Listen, I only—I can only pay for three. I, they dropped off four this morning. I—I I don't know what to tell you. I—I I ordered three, but there are four here today. And this is what you approach in on Splendorville. Oh, sorry, we didn't hear you. I think you might be muted. Oh. What is problem? What is disagreement? I'd like to help. Oh, uh... An adventurer. Uh, let's listen. This isn't, this isn't any sort of guild business. We merely are trying to decide why... Why we accidentally ordered four barrels... When there should only be three. Barrels of what? What is barrel... What is
0: inside barrel?
2: Oh, well, we got barley... Dried, uh... We uh, cast uh, a barrel of, of olive oil and uh, peas dried. So the fourth one there ain't supposed to be there.
0: And he is trying to—you are trying to make him pay. I say to the well, other one.
2: No, he's the one who screwed up. This is my assistant. I know I'm a I'm a his assistant. The, listen, we run the warehouse here. And if he can't keep his books straight... Listen, you handle the books. I'm just here to make the orders. Well, you were in charge... Of the, and they go back to arguing.
0: Hold on a second. How much money is owed for extra... thing?
2: We don't know. We don't... We don't know what... What the other barrel's about.
0: Okay. And there is no one here who... Who knows?
2: That's the story, Mr. Adventure Man.
0: Okay. Uh... Perhaps I am no help to you after all I was hoping I could maybe You know I would even be willing to pay money Extra money is owed For this as a good gesture And pay Paylor likes when we do this So I would say Hey I make up extra 2-3 gold Whatever it is But neither of you seem to know shit So I'm going to keep going now
2: Sure Sure adventure man Fine
0: <laughs> right, then What's I that will... about? <laughs> I will, I'll keep moving back to where those guys went.
2: You rejoin Ko. Ko, you've been following the trail? Yep. Cool. You have made your way over into the sort of uh, cover of the blacksmith's work area. The building extends over the top, a nice wooden and stucco building above, with some nice little windows that are currently open, and that creates a cover for the forge and the fire and that air-pumpy thing I don't remember the name of at the moment.
4: The bellows? Bellows?
0: The bellows! Bellows. The bellows. Air-pumpy thing is pretty good, though. Very fantasy. For sure.
2: Uh, Beyond that, you can see the door is slightly ajar to the actual shop. And beyond there would be whatever wares they make here at this forge.
1: Does the trail go into the shop?
2: It does. It leads right past the bellows and the forge leading into the shop.
1: All right. I'll keep following it. Using your
2: passive perception, you hold on to the trail pretty easily. And you reach the door itself.
1: Uh, I'll go in. It's a shop, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll go in.
2: Go, cool. And you enter and you see large tables with... Various armaments on them, kettles, tongs, pretty simple craftsmanship, nothing really masterwork or anything that the Adventurer Guild would be purchasing, but people have needs for shovels and basic repair on wheels and stuff like that. That's sort of what you see around here. Though, over in the corner, you do hear quite a bit of rustling from behind the counter. There is a box for money and a shelf behind that has several wares, knickknacks, uh, small forged emblems, holy symbols, and stuff like that. Kind of like your BOGO items you might have, things you would purchase incidentally on your way out.
1: Uh, alright. I'll, uh, I'll keep following the trail for now. Just focus on that.
2: As you follow the trail, that kind of winds back and forth, leads you on this serpentine path through the store, you eventually reach that front checkout desk, and there is just a lot of, lot of swishing and rustling and like a slurping
5: you know,
1: <coughs> coming from behind the desk. Let's climb up on that desk. Get a peek over it.
2: You look over the desk, and as you sort of descend your eyes to look down, you see this large carapace of some four-foot-long creature. It has these huge feathers that sort of pop out by its cheeks and are currently, like antenna, just wiping and weaving and slapping the thing in front of it. And as you look over, with no, no stealth, as you mentioned... Yeah, no. it looks up at you and gives you a, this skeletal face with these sunken in eyes these bright little eyes, the whole thing the color of red and yellow rust, a great tail that sort of flails out like a like, like a like a seahorse does, kind of in these little uh, those camouflage seahorse in the sea where they sort of look like their environment, they got little leaves this thing is all kind of splitting and ruining its own silhouette as you look at it and this great Bug, this cockroach with giant feathery antennas hisses up at you.
1: I will kind of bounce my way back from the counter and call out to my friends uh, We have a monster! It's just Big Bug!
2: <laughs> it's called Splendor Belt from outside, not knowing what quite it is, but <laughs> making an assumption. <laughs> I'm going to move you guys into your various locations here. Uh, And I will draw the uh, psychic blade. Cool. As you draw the psychic blade, Splendor Belt hollering into the building, Grinkeeper standing outside. The two men who are arguing reach a climax. Listen, just dump it. I don't want it. I don't want any paperwork trail here. Dump it. Fine. Fine. And the second guy walks over to the barrel, reaches his fingers into the top, and goes to pry it open. And as he does, the thing flicks open, revealing teeth inside, which snap down on the man's wrists. And he screams, Ah! The barrel kind of rumbles, rumbles, and in the little holes, little kind of keg holes in it, the cork pops out and an eyeball starts looking around.
1: He got the thing. It's a mimic. He-
2: He got the thing and we enter combat. As we are kind of spread out here, let's go ahead and do an initiative roll for this one. Okay. Okay.
0: Mine is shit, so here goes. Okay, 17. An 8.
4: 15.
3: Cool.
2: Alright, then Ko is up first inside the building
1: with our giant bug thing alright Ko is going to uh, he's going to climb back up on top of the counter take a strike down with the psychic blade um
3: it's that that's right there
1: a 16 to hit That is a hit. Alright, that's going to be six psychic damage. That's a good sound. That's an accurate sound. I like (laughs) it. And then let's go ahead and as a bonus action uh, take a swing with the short sword of life stealing as well. Cool. Uh, That's only an eight to hit. Bit. Okay, and uh, that'll do it. Let's, let's just call that a turn. Awesome. The creature
2: kind of trapped inside its, its little enclosure behind the desk wiggles back, not leaving your immediate range, and pops himself up the front half of him onto the countertop and immediately starts waving his antennas trying to hit you with them. The attack goes out with a 14. That
1: just (laughs) hits it. Sorry, I don't know what that was. What was not sound?
2: (laughs) I don't know. I'll load it. it. Uh, Roll a dexterity saving
1: throw. Okay, is this a spell or magic effect? This
2: is not a spell or magic
1: effect. Okay, 10.
2: It reaches up and bites you for five points of damage, getting you along the leg and the calf there as you were standing up on the table. But as it does this, its antennas brush against you and touch the various buckles and divots and protections that your leather armor is providing and starts to wear them down. Immediately, your belt buckle goes loose and your pants give a little, fall down a little bit. Your, your studs and your leather armor kind of and dissolve slightly.
3: Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Yeah.
2: Greenkeeper, you are outside. You hear that, that hiss as well as that great screech of some sort of creature from inside the building. And then there is the man with his hands being eaten by a barrel about 30 feet away.
4: Well, Grinkeeper knows that Co can handle himself, so she's going to go, let go of that dude! And she's going to run up with her hammer and swing it upward uh, at the uh, mimic.
0: Let go of that dude!
4: <laughs> with a <the> 14.
2: A <laughs> 14 is a hit.
4: Okay, it's going to do 8 damage. And then what she'll do is, after hit pardon me, after hitting it and dealing damage, she will cast compelled duel as her bonus action.
2: Awesome. You swing your hammer into this beast, and you hit it strong, you hit it right in the side, and it kind of gives not breaking like wood would, the actual wood sort of bending and revealing this kind of gooey amoeba-like exterior in the area you hit it, covered in all the hairs and the slime like you would expect from a giant amoeba. And as you go to pull back your hammer for another go, the hammer's stuck to it, like glue. It's an adhesive to it. But you have compelled the duel nonetheless. Awesome. It rolls its wisdom save. What do I need to hit to beat your duel?
4: Well, it looks like a 12.
2: I am compelled to duel you so it immediately lets loose of the man's hands which emerge with these huge bites sinews and all blood issuing from it Ah, my hands he yells as the thing kind of the barrel turns itself towards you and goes for a bite attack
4: okay her shield is up with this
2: cool so you do one handed hammer shield up perfect it attacks you and attempts to bite you with the lid of the barrel for, by a 15. That'll miss. It misses, though your hammer is still held by the adhesive properties of it. Splendorbell, you are between our two other adventurers co-inside the building doing some sort of battle with Screeching and Grinkeeper over battling seemingly a barrel that's rather angry about it.
0: Um, I'm going to think that she's probably got things under control and I'm going to rush to the door and see if I can see what's going on with Ko in there. So let me move my dude. I'm going to move inside the
3: door there.
2: Okay. Uh, um, you enter yeah. into the awning and through the awning into the actual shop itself and you see Co standing up on top of the checkout counter swinging his great ethereal crystalline laser sword blade down at a creature while that goes and wiggles wildly it's crazy feathery and antennas and has a hold of his leg though he's not technically held but just for flavor's sake he is currently biting the leg
0: okay um can i tell can i do i do, do i know if he's been hurt
2: uh, you do have training in medicine, and you can see that Ko has received a sizable bite to his leg. This would be you know, a medium-sized creature. This thing is fully up on the counter with its back legs on the floor. So it's pretty big, and a bite from its teeth, probably not too healthy. Okay. You can also see a little bit of steam issuing from his armor, and his pants are a little down
0: for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> what have I walked into? All right, um i uh, not really knowing the best way to handle what's going on. I'm going to do the safe thing and do... I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. Okay. Um,
3: let me roll for that.
0: Uh, and heal him for a total of five uh, points.
3: Hey. Perfect.
2: <laughs> He's back to full health.
0: Awesome. Now as a ball bon- mm. All right, yeah, good enough for for a turn. I will stay at that distance. I guess I already moved anyway, so it doesn't matter.
2: Excellent. You take position, co. You're up on the table.
1: All right, I'm going to use my bo- you. my bonus mm. action to make this an aimed strike and try to hit it with the psychic blade again. Cool. Which is a 13 to hit for the best one. That is a miss. Okay. Man, Vantage didn't even do it. You swing down Uh, with
2: the psychic blade and miss, hitting the only air.
1: That's gonna do it.
3: All right.
2: It attempts to bite you again, but misses. And in doing so, notes you as a a predator, of which it is scared of, and begins backing up. You would get an attack of opportunity as it attempts to run.
1: Right. Let's do it. I feel a little bad. Apparently, I felt very bad, because it was only a 10 to hit. So you swing kind of... uh, (laughs) Oh! oh. (laughs)
2: Swing through the air, (laughs) with a moment of uh, regret, perhaps... As it skitters away, let me go ahead and uh, make a little make a little token for this guy as he starts to run through the shop. Uh, Splendor, uh, Splendor Belt, as you see this thing running, it seems to go out the door. Want to go out the door it came through, so it breaks it breaks its melee combat with Ko and is running right at you. But it is out of actions, and you are currently in the doorway. Okay. Uh, Ko, you here at the end of this turn? Peril, 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 outside. (laughs) Oh, no. Grinkeeper, you are currently in battle with the barrel.
4: All right. She'll go, so this is how you want to do it. And she'll let go of the hammer. And then she'll grab a javelin. And as she pulls it from her back, she's going to arc it forward so it stabs into the barrel.
2: Okay. Is this your normal javelin or your magical javelin?
4: The normal javelin. Okay. Okay. Thirteen.
3: You hit.
2: You bring the javelin down and smack it over the top of the barrel, and it goes... Er, I'm start.
4: stabbing this thing into it. We're going to stab all the javelins and make it into a porcupine.
2: Okay, so you sort of bring it up and back and into a stab. Not necessarily a smack.
4: You, you know how you can pull um, the javelin up and out? Uh-huh. And then you flip the blade down and stab it into it like a knife.
2: Oh, like you're you're just holding a big old knife. Yeah, okay. So you want to stab it in the top. Yeah. Cool. You do just that. Give me damage. All
4: right. Eight damage.
2: Perfect. There is a hammer hovering three feet off the ground in its side and now a javelin sticking out the top of it. Anything else you want to do?
4: Uh, no, maintain the compelled duel.
2: All right. It will compel your duel. And out of its front, rather than a bite, it kind of... and it opens itself up. And you see all these sort of moving parts. The wood sort of fades into this gooey, elastic intestine type that then kind of like a, a, a chameleon's tongue under pressure, launches at you and flies past you about three feet and then lands on the ground and then drags back. It misses its attack with this something that it did. Otherwise, it stays committed in its battle to you. Magically committed. How sweet.
4: <laughs> we would need Splendor Belt for the wedding. Splendor Belt? Uh, Plus two AC, right?
2: Yeah, for for, for 48 hours. Yeah. yeah, That's real nice. But it can only happen once per marriage. It it's actually says in the rules. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> anyway, interesting. Weird. Uh, well, you know, you wouldn't want to be attacked on your wedding night. So, you know, bonus. Yeah, easy. I get that. Splendor Belt, you have a giant bug in your face. Yeah. It seems to be a little panicked and trying to get by you for the door.
0: Um, does it look like it'll opportunity attack me if I move? <laughs> All right, it you won't seems know. to be in
2: a bit of a tizzy. Uh, what is? What's your animal handling? Are you trained in animal handling? Uh, a little bit. No. Two
0: plus two.
2: have plus two, so this this seems like a scared creature. It, but you're not sure what magical effects it would have if it were to touch you or brush you as it moved past you. Hmm. But it well, definitely is going for the, pardon the the phrase, barrel out the door.
0: Um. All right. I'm gonna. Attempt. uh I'm gonna blast up a sacred flame just to point blank him and kind of maybe maybe I can do something with
1: this. Cool. If I move, him, i really done. hope this isn't the blacksmith's like weird bug pet. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> this just walked in and murdered.
0: Oh, it could be. It's like his familiar, and we're and we're gonna kill it.
2: What would you do to Rusty? <laughs> Rusty the bug. <laughs> All right, he's um, the
1: best bug anybody could ever hope for.
2: Just eats my trash. I
1: love
0: him. <laughs> Um, all right, sacred flame. We're gonna go ahead and cast that bad boy. And cool, and I got to make a dexterity saving throw of yep. twelve dex twelve.
2: All right, I got a seven, so all I right. am blasted then with the sacred flame.
0: Uh, you're gonna get hit with a total of eight perfect points of damage. Nice. Yeah. I like that. This so you launch
2: the sacred flame from above down on it, and this bright, radiant light smacks it on top, and it gives a and it kind of uh, it kind of blinks wildly, as though it's been blinded by such a bright light.
0: Yep. And then he'll uh, he'll, <laughs> or <and> then I'll <laughs>
4: <laughs> Like we're an adventure, lion, <laughs>
3: Leveled up.
2: The, yeah,
4: the
0: nearby mom <laughs> levels up outside by proxy. Yeah. Um and I'll um I'll hope that does something. I don't dare move anywhere, because I don't I really don't want to get hit by anything, so I'm gonna stay put. Alright. You stay put in the doorway
1: there. Yeah. Uh we are back to Ko. Alright. Here's the move. You tell me the rules. <laughs> okay. Ko is gonna uh step down off the counter. He is going to dart through the door, and as he passes the creature, he's going to take a, a swipe as he goes by, and then he is going to in a continued motion uh, take a dive between Splendor Belt's legs to get out the door. And keep going beyond. Okay, I see what you're Like a little for. baseball slide between the two to keep the momentum going. But he's going to take a swing as he goes past the creature.
2: Okay, so you sort of, like, leapfrog, but with a weapon over the top of the beetle creature. Yeah. And then that momentum carries you to slide through and take you outside. Yep. Cool. Let's do, uh, I'd say that was acrobatics. Okay, so the acrobatics of the
1: thing is a 23. Then you perform the maneuver. Let's see the attack. Hack is a natural 20 for a 25 to hit. Nice. Which blade are you attacking with? The psychic blade.
2: Okay. All right. In this moment of glory, in this heightened sense of things, you run with your psychic blade. And as you do, it sort of flares. It sort of empowers. And around your hand, you feel sand and grit as the blade cracks. And as you deliver the attack, which, let's hear some damage
1: for it. Right. Uh, let's see. Oh, I did that wrong, because that's not rolling crit damage, technically. Um, so it would be, we'd roll another d6.
2: Well, don't forget your other d20, too, first.
1: Let's see, let's see what happens there. Oh, right, there. yeah, let's see what happens with that. Uh, the other d20 would be a 14 to hit. Cool. All right. So,
2: so here's what happens. You run at the creature about to perform this sort of between the legs leapfrog maneuver with the blade running along its back. And it does. You connect at the top and just like opening up a lobster, it kind of <laughs> opens each one of these carpus shieldings on it, revealing the juiciness inside and you slice it and static psychic energies kind of ripple across the thing, and, and it was pink, right? You're sort of a pinkish, purplish color. Uh, no,
1: it's a it's a very light blue, like an ethereal They're, blue.
2: So that ethere, ethereal blue gains substance. You know, this psychic damage is a blade for this attack, and cuts literally into its flesh, splitting it. And as you bring it across its across its back. You split open space, and it, it kind of... And its brain pops out on the ground. You carry that momentum through Splendor Belt's legs, sliding out onto sort of the dirt and mud of this public area. And as you stand up, the blade in your hand crumbles apart. But the psychic projection maintains... And with your training from wildfire, you can now maintain your blades without the need of the hilt, which no longer exists.
1: Nice. Awesome. Uh, That's super cool. Okay. That puts me out there. Uh, So I'm going to look in the direction of the kid. Is he yelling peril because he sees what's going on with the barrel or is there anything over there?
2: He is yelling peril while pointing at the doghouse.
1: Okay, I'm going to use my uh, bonus action to uh, to dash uh, or the cunning action to to turn this into a dash. So five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 more feet towards the kid. Nice. And that will be my turn cool
2: that would take us to the beetle which is now dead so Grinkeeper, you continue your battle with the barrel
4: what was that she'll scream at the barrel the thing that flew out and then came back in and she'll stab another regular javelin into it okay nat 20
2: damn alright roll again let's see what happens
3: well done Thirteen. Thirteen.
2: You do succeed. You run as it growls at you as it attempts to regather its launched organs. You stab right through it, embedding into something that must have been important because it starts squirting everywhere. (laughs) And this purple blood (laughs) covers you. As it starts to deflate a little bit and flail about and your hammer detaches from the side and falls to the ground. The javelin in the top kind of goes limp as this thing oozes and descends into a huge blob of organs. And hey, maybe you see like a mitochondria in there. You're not sure, but there's definitely some sort of nucleus to it. And it is all just turning into goo.
4: Oh, oh, as she looks at herself covered in this stuff. Oh, God. But she hears the commotion and looks over and sees Ko running after the doghouse. So she'll go to pick up her hammer and then run, use her movement as much as she can with picking up the hammer to the doghouse.
2: Sounds good. So (laughs) kind of two uh, two javelins and one war hammer in hand. (laughs) You're kind of hugging your weapons. You start heading that direction. Splunderbell, you have been splashed. Yeah. With uh, the the rusty goo of the rusty pet, perhaps. <laughs> Make a dexterity saving throw.
0: Okay. My greatest stat. <laughs> Not really.
3: Nine. Okay,
2: hang on a sec, though. Didn't you? pay for magic armor
0: oh yeah i do i have a plus one But doesn't that um i thought that was automatic hold on scale mail plus one yeah meeting yeah no
2: that'll be automatically added to your ac oh yeah it is you get covered in its blood and various organs and whatnot but because your armor is technically magical it's unaffected oh all right you do not lose your pants like code did nice (laughs) <laughs> to do the shuffle
1: run like I'm currently doing. <laughs>
0: I'll feel good about that then. My pants are up. Payload be praised. Are fine. Yep.
2: The <laughs> payload <friends>. pants. <laughs> Alright, so uh your turn now commences as normal.
0: Alright, to uh, Go see a little gooey. Obviously, a bit of a commotion out there. Um I'm gonna make my way outside, get to about here. And uh, let's see. <laughs> I had a plan here. What was it? Um, I'm gonna cast guidance on Greenkeeper. Okay. Uh, I have to touch her though, so I'll get a little closer. Oh wait, where is she? She's way over there. I'm not paying attention. Okay. So I'll get up. Looks to like her. you wouldn't
2: be able to reach her this turn.
0: You are able to reach the
2: man who is screaming about his hands, though. Oh, if that interests you. Is that this guy here? Yeah, this will be the guy by the barrels.
0: And since I was in the other room, do I know what his problem is?
2: Uh, You did see him uh, get attacked by the barrel before Grinkeeper engaged it. And now there appears to be no barrel. Uh, You missed this part. There seems to be a huge amoeba on the ground, though. Okay. And his uh, assistant, or maybe it's the guy in charge, is going, "Holy hell! Oh my god! Your hands! My hands! My hands! Holy hell!"
0: <laughs> and by looking at his hands, can I see? Tell me what I see. I, they've been bitten, uh, as though a uh, well, a very circular object grew teeth and clamped down on his his wrists. Right, so he's just in a bad way. Um.
2: All right.
5: I'm passing out. I think I'm passing out. Stay awake! Stay awake!
0: (laughs) It's this temptation to not cast a healing spell on some NPC I never have to look at again. (laughs) Um, But... I mean,
2: technically in World of Warcraft, we leave NPCs chilling all the time. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We never do anything. They're forever in peril.
0: They've ruined me. All right. um, But I will do it, because... Under This is all under Paylor's eye, and also, uh, I don't want to be that guy back at town that says, Hey, you let that one dude bleed out, or whatever. So, I'm going to um, cure this dude's wounds. Uh, and I need you to make a... Oh, no, you don't have to do anything. He's willing, right? He's willing. He <laughs> wants to be healed. He's down. He's up for it. Yeah, you don't have to do shit. All right, here we go. Four... No, I'm sorry. Six total healing points. Points of healing. Cool,
2: you staunch the bleeding. He is still damaged, but you know, with your medical expertise, of sorts, you' looking about one hit point, so he'll be
0: fine. Oh, good. Well, then I, uh, then I, I look at him triumphantly and hope he looks back at me with some thanks in his eyes. And that's my turn.
2: He looks up at you, his wrists and sinews and. The healing beginning as he still has these large divots from the damage.
5: What the hell was that?
2: Co. <laughs> you are running over to the doghouse.
1: All right. I'm gonna continue my run. I have 10, 15, 20, 25. 30. Do I have any idea as I get closer? Can I identify what seems to be the issue?
2: The little boy is pointing in the doghouse. Uh, Everything else seems to be pretty normal inside there.
1: Okay, I will use my bonus action, uh, my cunning action, to get the dash to carry me to the doghouse and look inside.
2: You look down inside, and with all the commotion, you see a pair of wings fluttering along the dog's
1: back. and I'm gonna attack the... It's like something attached to it, right? Yeah. I'm gonna strike at the thing attacking the dog with the psychic energy coming out of my hand. Okay. For a 15 to hit. Alright, you stab your blade back in
2: there and you hear... Ree- and as you pull it out, there's a large sturge bloated from blood hanging off your psychic blade. And as you sort of bring it out into the air, the etherealness of the blade kind of takes hold and the thing slides through it and splats onto the ground.
1: Uh, any others in there that I can see or just the one Sturge? Looking around, you only
2: see the one. Um, How's the dog look? <laughs> He's worn. Uh, still <laughs> breathing, as you inspected earlier, but he's lost quite a bit of blood though. He's a, he's a fat boy, so you're, you're not entirely sure how much. Okay.
1: Alright, well, that's pretty much my turn. I'll give a look to the kid and just give him a, a nod, an acknowledgement, and that'll be my turn. Awesome. Greenkeeper.
4: Grinkeeper will run up as, as much as she can and then just stop and Did you get it?
1: Yes, but we have an injured dog.
4: Oh, uh, okay. I think I got this. And then Grimkeeper winds up with her hand, and she slaps the dog's face for lay on hands.
1: (laughs) Oh, the poor dog!
2: (sighs) Oh, you're muted. Wait, you're muted. Pardon me. Are you lay on handsing the dog? What
4: happened? Yes, um, I'm. (laughs) I'm slapping the dog. dog. (laughs) Lay on hands.
2: So much like Splendorbell before you, your hand raises up into the radiant sun, gathers forth the energies of healing. You don't, you slap the dog? You're not going to radiantly pet it?
4: Oh, slap its face, you know, that's oh, oh, how oh. she heals people. She okay, slap so it. more
2: like a, like a kind of yeah, like, yeah. It's not you know.
4: going to be damage dealing, it's damage okay. healing.
2: <laughs> oh, that's the difference. You hit Two him so difference. hard, it reverse heals him. It goes round okay. the clock and oh, becomes, uh, yeah. Okay, Okay, Uh, cool. How how many hit points are you giving the dog?
4: Uh, A dog? Let's go with three. We'll be generous.
2: All right. You dish holy energies into this dog, and its eyes shoot awake, and it runs out and kind of... and hits its chain and... and throws itself back, its legs flying out from under it, but otherwise pops right back up, and... makes its fat little dog breaths a bit worn out but (laughs) perfectly healthy
4: anything else
1: Ko just sort of shrugs shakes his head no
4: cool and Grinkeeper will start to put her weapons back up
0: was the bug the only reason we came for this place that
2: uh, runs over Splendor Belt, covered in a bit of goo. Same with Grinkeeper, who is soaked in
0: this bluish purple blood. Seems like it there should seems... be more, but if this is all, this is I guess is okay. Is okay?
1: Maybe there. Maybe there is. Um, we have a dead bug in the blacksmith. We have whatever that is uh, <laughs> indicates towards the barrel. And uh, a Sturge. Go adjust his pants.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, I guess we report back. Yeah?
0: I feel like we should make sure. And I would like to go grab the... Is there a corpse? This bug left a corpse, right? Yes, the big split open
2: lobster cut style corpse is sitting in the entryway of the blacksmith. And, And is it big enough I can carry
0: this thing? Or small enough, I should say.
2: It's a medium-sized creature. Uh, probably 250 pounds, maybe more.
0: Okay, I would like to attempt to drag it to the well and heave it in to the well. Exactly. Hold on, this is where people get their water, right? From the town? Yes. Oh, never mind, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it just occurred to me this was like a working well and not just some hellhole. Um... What I'm trying to do, okay, is there a rock around? Can there
2: pick are up? rocks.
3: Yeah, you okay. can pick up a rock? I'll, I'll I mean,
2: unless,
0: well, unless you're looking for a very particular size rock. Uh, I'm gonna pick up a just just a rock that's like a good sized, you know, fits in my fist kind of rock. Uh, not small, but big, ish. but not like a boulder. And I want to go over there, and I want to huck it down the well as hard as I can to see if I stir anything up. Okay. see if anything else comes out of there or reacts to that action or does anything in the well
2: so this was all pretty quick over the course of some 30 seconds you caused a commotion and dispatched several creatures everyone's windows are open everyone's looking outside and the old man who sat beneath the tree has risen and has started hobbling his way over towards you Grinkeeper Uh, Splendor Belt's eyes dart around he's looking for a rock and he starts heading for the well
5: Oh my. Uh adventurers are we? What should we do?
4: Uh pay attention for any weird stuff. Like how did nobody notice a creature like that bug walking into the the shop over there? That's an obviously weird creature. I've never seen <laughs> anything like it.
5: It must have moved at night. We had no knowledge. The blacksmith shop was occupied by such a beast.
0: Where is blacksmith? Where the,
5: is in there? Oh, the blacksmith. He should be upstairs. It's his day off. He's likely relaxing.
0: I have feeling we should check on blacksmith. Perhaps he I is.
1: I think we should as well.
0: What if he is Bugman? It could be Bugman.
5: What is the bug man?
0: He's man who is mostly made of bug. Just a big oh, bug I've, man with the bug parts I've known and known him
5: for 30 years. It's a, a bug man living amongst us.
0: When he when he goes up to the room to take sleep, do you see do you see him? No. He goes by himself. Oh. I bet he turns into bug man or at very least we should oh. check out and if not then he's not bug man. It's
5: fine. Oh, I didn't He had a girlfriend for a time But he lives alone He may very well be this bug man You speak of He, He may have eaten his girlfriend That's why she never came back
0: Oh she never came out
5: Oh it'd be full of cocoons Of his victims
0: Oh yes we should We should check out this in case
1: This bug man Um Splendor Belt Yes I think maybe you might want to use a little bit of caution before working up townsfolk.
5: Everyone, everyone, no, stay no. in your homes. No. Our, our our neighborhood is infested with bugmen.
4: No, <laughs> oh, bugmen. <Smort? laughs> we no, no.
0: No. no, this is not what I'm saying. I'm saying in this one case, maybe we just check. I'm not saying he's Bugman. He might not be. He may be just man who wants to black your smith. But can we please go up and see?
5: Stairs in the shop lead to his personal quarters. Please be careful of the Bugman and his many mandibles, perhaps, <laughs>
1: and his vicious acidic spits. Ko is going to roll his eyes a little and start walking towards the blacksmith.
4: Greenkeeper is going to whisper to Ko as they walk away, he knows a lot about bug people. I've never met a bug person. Did yeah. you know they had and spit?
0: It's a little bit suspicious he knows so much about bug man when he says no bug man here, but we check first I and then, say you know.
1: that it is equally suspicious how much you seem to know about <laughs> bug man. How many have you encountered?
0: More than I care to repeat. Or to share with you. Because So Listen zero, many <laughs> more than zero, okay? Maybe just one. But sometimes I get intuition this is bad if he is Bugman. So we go just check, it's no big deal. You wake him up, okay, go back to sleep. If he is Bugman, we kill him while he's in bed. Then no more bugmen, If he even exists, if he does exist, the town better off without Bugman than with Bugman. Unless they are all bugmen, then bigger problem. And I don't know how to deal with this. As you
2: guys enter the blacksmith's house, you, you hear, you know, fading in the background, to your homes,
3: to your homes.
2: You all are in the blacksmith's shop. There's a staircase in the back leading upwards, and at the top is a wooden
1: door. We we head up? Splendor Belt, uh, Green Keeper One of you would like to lead
3: Yeah, I'll go
0: Okay, I'll follow Her Let her take lead
2: Alright, Green Keeper Cool yep, Green Keeper, you reach the top at the wooden door
4: I open it
2: You open it and as you do You hear clank, 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 clank <laughs> grr, As bottles Roll across the floor there's a sleeping figure in a bed. It's a rather Green. small, simple room.
4: The innkeeper will wash her feet as she walks through the bottles. And she'll go up to the figure in the bed to see if you can see if it's a human or not.
2: And his face down, a huge mat of black hair. Uh, seems to be sleeping in his work clothes. Got his apron on and everything. It's definitely mid afternoon outside.
4: Bugman or no? It doesn't look like one.
1: He does not look like a bug man. Excuse me!
0: And if, does he make any move? No move is made. I'm going to take out my one of my maces with that cool new carving on it, and I'm going to bang it on his bed frame. Ding, ding! Wake up for you a second!
5: Know. Ah!
0: Hey. It's okay. Do ah. not panic. We have questions. Oh. I know, I know. I know. Oh! Okay, why? What is this? What is that? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna hurl! No, 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 no!
4: Oh, I'm moving! Drinking yeah. oh. urine out of the room.
0: <laughs> Hurling, uh. Uh. Here's. Here's his can. I'll get. I'll find. I want to find like a garbage can or a, a bin or something and hand it to him. All right, you you look around
2: desperately for a bin and realize there's a uh, there's a whole lot of buckets on sale downstairs. <laughs>
0: Uh, might be a little rusty. Um, I would okay. Instead, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab him and roll him on his side, facing the wall that the bed is against, so you can yak down the side of that if he's really gonna hurl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't <laughs> want to tap out where we are. All right, you do
2: that, and <laughs> he does proceed with the proceedings in such a way that. It slides along the wall onto the floor beyond. Perfect. I did this for uh, kid some, once, I should say. Somehow, in the back of your mind, you know you held on to a spell there. You know, you could have cured poison. There may have been a way to. <laughs> but you let him ralph, and it happened. Yeah. You kept the spell sometime, from, from another NPC. Look,
0: sometimes stuff. <laughs> stuff works itself out, comes out on its own. It just needs a little, you know, healing everything isn't the answer, I say. The man Uh, doesn't know, but Paylor will remember. Paylor will remember. Well,
2: Paylor also believes that you should take care of yourself when possible. So, you know, this this is perhaps within the Paylorian creed. Yeah.
5: Oh, oh, what are you doing in my my house? Who are Uh, you, people?
1: We're with the guild. And we were wondering, you don't by any chance happen to have some sort of pet insect. What? Giant thing that eats metal. Why? Why would I have that? Uh, because there was one downstairs ransacking your shop.
5: Ransacking? Ah, oh, she... And it rolls out of bed.
1: Uh, oh, the news the is, it yeah. has been dealt with. Uh...
5: Okay, do I owe you?
1: I mean, yes. Your
0: entire rest of your life you owe us, but not not directly owe us. You don't owe us anything right now. Are you Bugman? What? Are you also Bugman? Was this, this is Bugman uh, spent all night eating too many townspeople and have to barf in morning. Is that Bugman activity, is this
1: you? Uh, That is a drunk man. This is a drunk man, oh, do you drink Splendor belt?
0: No, it is uh frowned upon by paylor
1: well, this is the uh this is the result of a little too uh large of living at night eh? Hmm.
5: Uh, I got a bug all right all right, uh thank you and um, I don't know. There's
2: like a bucket or something you want on your way out? Go for it. Great. Yeah. Patch job. I'll do it tomorrow, not today. But you thank know what?
1: You. I the buckles on this armor—it's uh, starting to wear a little bit. I will be by.
5: Oh sure. There's belts down. Uh, there's buckles in the in the bucket. Bucket buckle. Uh,
1: just take some on your way out. It's fine. Great. I thank will acquire some new buckles on my way out. All
5: right, thank you, uh, heroes. Uh, bye now. Okay. The darkest
1: elves remember us. Yes,
0: and don't, don't okay. remember. Don't be bug man. I'll wave my finger and then turn around and leave. Start to leave. Okay.
2: Thank you. You guys head out of the blacksmith shop. Uh, You you find the bucket of buckles. Uh, The bucket's a little rusted, but the buckles inside are fine. How many buckles do you take?
1: Uh, How many do I think you got?
2: Uh, Well, you you lost some studs in your armor. Ultimately, it didn't do any stat damage to leather, but... You got some replacement to do there just for looks, and, of course, the main buckle on your pants, as well as... uh, I mean, how many... how, How roguish are your buckles? Are you, like, four along your boots, like, seven in your chest? Like, how... A buckle
3: area.
1: Uh, there There's a few. I mean, we're not, we're below Kingdom Hearts, but okay. maybe <laughs> above Lord of the Rings. Okay. So you grab a good three buckles. Okay. Great.
2: I love, I love that threshold. Good,
5: yeah. It's a good descriptor. I like
2: it. Yeah. Awesome. You guys proceed back into the open
1: area around the well. Uh, Splendor Belt, you may want to let the uh, old fellow know that he was not a bug man and maybe prevent the poor blacksmith from being ostracized the rest of his days.
0: (laughs) Okay, it's a good idea. And I'll hunt down the old guy and go, Uh, all is well, he is just man. There is no more bugs. I guess we have our job here is done.
2: He has... Crafted some sort like, a torch, a stick, and wrapped the end in a rag and has soaked it in the bluish-purple blood from the beast that was a barrel and is currently smearing it on a door.
5: Uh, why are you doing this? To protect, to warn the foul beasts of darkness that this place is no friend to bugs.
0: Oh, I see. You think other bugs see bug juice and go, oh, we, be- we best not go there. That is not how this works.
5: The very same.
0: Bugs will not give
5: shit. No?
0: No. I dealt oh. with some bug men before, or bugs before. They are problem... Yes, the
5: bug men. Have you defeated him?
0: <laughs> he, okay, so turns out he is not bug man and, uh, I perhaps jumped gun. He is just man who makes blacksmithing and uh, sleeps and drinks your
5: make guns
0: yeah yes oh so he's just lazy
5: (laughs) oh dark tidings are these a lazy blacksmith
1: poor blacksmith
0: (laughs) is not I mean he seems fine it's just not best best to be drinking and drunk all the time
2: well what are you gonna do about the well holler someone out a window yeah did all the creatures come from the well can we should we drink it Uh, what happened with the rock did I get any reaction uh, no, you were pulled away from the rock activity due to the Bugman
0: old man. Oh, fiasco. right. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go do that again. I'm going to do it for real. I'm going to go throw a rock down there. Okay. Hard as I can.
2: All right, you launch your rock down there. Hard as you can. Let's, let's see. How hard is hard? Uh, uh, let's do uh, athletics or just strength?
0: Uh, let's do. <laughs> um, let's do athlete. Well, they're the same. So either one. I'll do strength. Uh, that's a 10.
2: Okay, so you let the rocks kind of wait do the work but you heave it down there and it falls making no noise because not whistling or anything like that but then as you hear a big splash at the bottom.
0: okay And if that's all I hear I'm then going to lean toward the well and go hey if you are a bug or other creature looking for good time, come now. Up here. Let's see if I get any
2: reaction. Alright, you yell that down. Make a perception check as you listen for your reaction. Alright. Ugh. A five. And five? You
3: listen?
0: <laughs> uh, you don't know. Yeah, your thing. Alright, I'll turn around, put fold my arms and go, okay, Walter is fine. Drink to your heart's content, consent, content. There's no consent. Content. All is good. We have vanquished enemy. Goodbye. And I'll be done. That'll be it. And I'll stand there as if I'm waiting for someone to tell me what to do.
2: You see this proceeding happen, co Grinkeeper, around the well?
1: I would like to collect a trophy from the bug to take back to the guild. Because okay. we haven't seen this before. So maybe one of its little antenna by being careful how to take it because I, I know it has properties.
2: Cool. So you got on your leather gloves and you grab it and sort of cut it at the, the joint mandible out of the side of its cheek that this thing descends. And you've got yourself a, a big old two foot long feather duster sort of type antenna.
1: Oh, I guess I could also consult the manual. Can I identify what this is? Yeah, do your investigation check.
5: Identify your item.
3: 20.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You have quite a manual there. Uh, It is a rust monster.
1: They named it what it is.
2: You have the antenna of a rust monster.
0: It's a weird
3: compliment. You have the antenna
0: of a rust monster.
5: Oh, your mother's antenna. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Grinkeeper, Ko is currently collecting trophies. Is there anything you do amongst the whispering windows of this plaza?
4: She's going to be really grossed out by still being covered in gunk. And she's going to be anxious to get back to clean it off. So she's kind of like impatiently ready to get back to the guild.
2: Cool. All right, well, with Ko collecting his trophy, with Splendorbelt having announced all is well, and a dirty Grinkeeper, we head back to the guild. <laughs> and you're quite the sight of arriving. Uh, Splendorbelt covered in his own goo from the Rust Monster explosion. Grinkeeper covered in the blue purple blood, and Ko waving about a giant antenna.
1: And slightly holding his pants up. And, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> if he had, yeah, I guess you would have to actually weave in the buckles and whatnot, so they would not be <laughs> yep. instead buckled. And you arrive back at the guild. You walk in the door. There is the waiting adventuring party. Uh, the fourth group that did not go to particular well as you covered one. The other three went out. That would have been the brigand patrol. Is sitting around. That's the human rogue who is twi- uh, twirling about a blade, and they all give a little whistle, which I'm not very good at. But, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you walk up to the desk with Cassius, who is, uh, eyes wide, eyebrows up, looking at the state of y'all.
1: Well, I would say we definitely found something. I can see that. Uh... We found a Rust monster. I'll set the antenna down. Oh, oh I would I would this have uh, sorry. I would have collected a trophy from the the barrel creature as well if somebody else didn't do it. Do you have a cup or a flask or something like that?
3: uh, uh let's look.
2: yeah tinder
1: box uh could I pop the little eyeball off of it a little eyeball popped up, right?
2: the whole thing descended into that amoeba goo
1: oh, it turned into amoeba goo. that's a good yeah point. yeah we don't got I don't have a way to carry amoeba goo I scrape <laughs> it off uh <laughs> grinkeeper <laughs> yeah we
2: could we could wreck on a little bit if anybody has a flask or a, a vial that's empty.
1: <laughs> we could just present Greenkeeper.
0: <laughs> Here she is, covered in <laughs> goo.
4: Get it off. Oh. Yes,
0: yeah, she doesn't like that, right?
1: She hates that. Uh, we encountered a um, oh, I can't remember the creature. The little mosquito guy. What were those sturge. sturge sturge. A sturge and a I didn't see it very well. Uh, biting barrel. Grinkeeper, do you want to let them know about the barrel?
4: It was weird. It was a barrel, and then it had teeth, and then an eyeball popped out, and then it shot something out of its mouth that I stabbed and that killed it. And then it just bleh. And then Grinkeeper motions toward the gross stuff on her armor.
2: Out uh, there's the door behind Cassius at his desk here and And you hear, you fought a mimic? And Cassius closes the door behind him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have business to do. First of all, and he starts writing on a voucher and he rips it off. Cleaned and pressed to digitation next door. Grinkeeper, this is for you.
4: Thank you. Grinkeeper's going to start leaving.
2: Breaking patrol. You're on. Go watch the well. Did you all confirm that the well was safe? Where did the creatures come from?
1: Um... (laughs) Well, This one definitely came from the well. We followed the trail from the well to the blacksmith.
0: We think it perhaps just hang out in the well, comes out when it feels like it. No other kind, nothing else comes out of well. We tell people to drink what from well. Everything is fine. We need to secure that area.
2: Rigging patrol, they've been told that they can drink from the well. Move now, quickly. Southeast side.
0: This is bad. They cannot drink from it. We need to
2: confirm that that well isn't
0: infested
2: Did you go down into the well to inspect that it was safe That there were no holes
0: Uh Going to say no (laughs) 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 We did not do what you ask We did not go Uh. down inside the well It's not very big Okay Can't (sighs) fit half orc inside of bucket
2: Next time descend the rope and climb down the rope instead don't put yourself in the bucket, Mister Belt. <laughs> okay. All right. Brigand patrol will handle it from here. I am interested in your methods, but you did very well today, defeating the multiple monsters you seem to have encountered. You are due arrest. We will talk to you tomorrow about
3: what the next step will be.
1: Okay. Um, you know we're, we don't feel great about not going down in the well We maybe we're a little fuzzy on whether you wanted us to go down, down the well or not <laughs> we'll go down the well next time
2: do you wish to be redeployed
0: to same well or different ones
1: sure what about the other groups have they come back yet are they still out We have not
2: heard from the other groups. You're the first ones back.
1: I mean, do we want to check and see how the others are doing? Maybe they're a little unclear on what they're supposed to be doing as well. It happened once, it could happen again.
5: Right.
2: Okay, Darkest Delvers. Let's give you that second chance. I want you to go on patrol. I want you to check out the other wells and see if they have encountered similar monsters that you did. And if they did? Then then what? If there is any confusion, let them know to stay at their posts around the well, and we will decide what we're going to do about inspecting them.
1: Do you want us to go down into the well or not? This is
2: hero work. Do you wish to be a hero?
4: (laughs) We're already heroes!
2: If you're looking to make something up, it is only to yourself and to the people of Atomer. You may go back and descend down the well to make sure.
4: Let's do it!
1: Okay, we will... You know what, we'll do that. We Do we'll, you want to send the other ones back? Watch the top? We're, we're good?
2: You have your own agency? Do okay. what's right. We,
4: okay. we're going back in <laughs> uh, uh, greenkeeper will stop at the acquisitions desk and fist on the the desk one thing of concrete please
0: a thing
2: <laughs> <laughs> a thing of concrete
0: <laughs> give me that thing
2: eleanor clearstone oh
5: there's a there is a hole then
4: there oh, might yeah. be All right,
2: all right, I'll fetch it. And she goes to the back, grabs the big old bag, loads it on her shoulder, and brings it over the table, and vroom, on. Oh, all right. Who's watching the well while you're not there?
5: Uh, Uh, The brigand patrol. Are they just left? Who is watching it while you're... Oh, dear. Well, you best hurry. hurry.
3: It's the the townspeople.
0: Let's run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is this broken? Shit.
2: So covered covered in goose bloods and missing our buckled <laughs> pants. We run back through town with a big bag. And we will end there for
0: today. Nice. <laughs> 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 oh man. I really had fun with this one. <clears throat> Alright, back to the well, as they say. That's the old phrase, isn't it? Uh we'll be back there next week with more. And a reminder that, uh, like we said, our normal schedule should be Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, uh, running for three hours after that. So uh, that is our plan, and next Saturday will be that day. So uh, we'll let you know if anything's weird, but that should be what we see. Uh, Don't forget, you can support us directly by heading over to therewillbedungeons.com and becoming a uh, Dungeons Plus member. When you do that, you get all kinds of extra bonus cool stuff that you just can't get any other way, including a bonus show, which we'll record next week as well, and uh some cool artwork went out this month already for our supporters
2: oh and and the the report card straight from the guild as to what grades they have received over their various missions,
0: oh right, oh,
2: and boy. don't
4: forget information from the divination wizard yeah yes. <laughs> happened
0: you're not you're not wrong, okay, well, there you have it uh we look forward to seeing you again, definitely playing more and being a part of your life in a way that you never expected. Yes, that's right. Here at There Will Be Dungeons, that's what we do. There Be Dungeons on Twitter. You can send us emails at therewillbedungeons at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Kyle, for John, and for Kristen. Why, we'll see you tomorrow. Next week.